Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Push Through Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Reeves. I'm a licensed professional counselor with a group practice here in Atlanta, Georgia, where I specialize in women as well as maternal mental health. Here on the podcast, we'll talk about womanhood, motherhood, and a little bit of everything in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a quick chat with me. Hey guys, we are officially one month out to the Push Through Mama Summit. And I have to take a minute to ask you a question. Have you bought your ticket yet? Now's the time if you haven't already. Tickets are going fast and it doesn't matter if you are a mom-to-be or you've been a mom for quite some time now. We all need a break and learn some different strategies to cope with anxiety, being able to redefine motherhood for yourself, learn how to embrace the body that you're in, as well as owning and reclaiming your freedom. We have a list of great speakers, some breakout sessions that are unbelievable, some journal prompts, and so much that you just cannot miss it. And just for our listeners, we have a special promo code so you can get $10 off. Use promo code PUSH. And don't forget, get your tickets today. Thank you guys for joining me for another episode of the Push Through Podcast. And I am pleasantly blessed um, with my next guest, which is Rakita Weathers. Um, She did my brand shoot photos for Push Through Mom. Plus, she's a mother. I'm going to get into all of her intro, but I just wanted to thank her for being on the show. Thank you, Rakita. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Um, So you are a mother of two. You have a three-year-old and a, how many months? Four, he's four now. (laughs) Yep, that's four. And my daughter just turned one last month. Oh my God. So our kids are like the same. Like, um, yeah, my four-year-old, he turned four in January and then my son turned one in April. Well, so my son turned four in March. My daughter mm. just turned one in June. Mm. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same I know. So we had a 2017 and a 2020. Yes. <laughs> hey, baby, look at Pandemic. that. Pandemic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But okay. So you own Bell Rouge, right? Yes. So Burrish Photography, that is my main business. Mm-hmm. Um, and outside of that, I have Lifestylish Collection, which is the house for Lifestylish Magazine. Mm. So, yes. And one outside of the photography-based studios. So I have three businesses. That is amazing. <laughs> yes. Three businesses and a full-time job with two kids. Oh, my gosh. And a husband. Oh my gosh, that's okay. All the things. <laughs> we'll we'll get into the juggling of all of that. Um mm-hmm. but let's first start off with the motherhood piece of it all. Um mm-hmm. did you always think that you would be a mom? I did. I always knew that one day it would be for me. Because I always had this motherly instinct. Mm-hmm. So um but I always knew I was waiting. I was waiting, waiting, waiting until the right moment. So I was like very careful coming up um actually because my mom always like instilled that in me like mm-hmm. you're not dating nobody you're not getting pregnant <laughs> so um yeah I met my husband in college we dated uh like three four four years before he proposed anyways like five six ugh, I can't even remember the timeline it was <laughs> been a long time uh, <laughs> but yeah I had my first child at 27 28 
somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, enough time to have experienced some things, traveled, and, you know, it, I really was, uh, it was planned. Okay. So right on time. My son was right on time. And then we wanted to wait at least three years before we had our next, which is exactly what we did. Nice. And now the shop is closed. And now mm-hmm. the shop is closed. <laughs> That's it. Boy, girl, we're finished. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so you planned um, both pregnancies, um, which mm-hmm. is, is amazing because I know that that's not the story for many. Um, but with your first, being that you did plan it, how was the pregnancy with your son? It actually was surprisingly um, easy hmm. for the most part. And that's why it kind of gave me a hint that I might have been having a boy. I didn't gain a lot. Fatigue was the main thing. Yeah, I was mostly fatigued. That was pretty much it. That's nice. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then how was um, how was the labor and delivery with him? Now I had an emergency C-section with him. Mm-hmm. I, I um, it's so crazy. I was my husband works all over the Atlanta area, and mm-hmm. the one weekend or day we decide to go. Oh, we're just gonna hotel in Alpharetta mm-hmm. for work. He leaves the hotel to go to work, and within two minutes, my water broke. Oh, wow. And I'm like, uh, this isn't normal. Mm-hmm. I think this just started. And um, yeah, sure enough, instead of going to work, we went straight to the hospital. That was like 9 in the morning. I didn't have him till 1.51 the next day wow. by, by C-section because he was stuck. He was stuck in the birth canal. Oh. Yeah. And like, we tried everything. He was like, he's not moving. They gave me like two or three different estimates. One person like, oh, you're five centimeters. Oh, you're eight. Oh, you're six. Like, hold up. How are we going backwards? Yeah. And they just decided, okay, you know what? You need a C-section. It's been too long since your water broke. And that was it. Then they scheduled it. And I felt stress-free at that point. Oh. Like, okay, let's do that. So how was that for you? Like, I mean, because, you know, for a lot of women, whenever they get pregnant, they think that they'll have this vaginal birth. And this is what mm-hmm. this experience was like. How did you kind of like accept the fact that this was the pivot in the plan? Was it easy Mm -hmm. for you or did it take a minute? I think the, the, the important part of that, I just not having a plan. Like Mm. I went in, yes, expecting Mm. to have a vaginal birth, which was terrifying me Mm. already. (laughs) So I was like, okay, let's just get this over with. Just push. (laughs) I never got to do that. Um, Like with the contractions and everything, it was like, okay, I'm like, this is about to get very heavy. Mm. And when they came in and kind of told me, well, we're going to have to schedule a C-section, most people would probably be, like, concerned because I'm about to go under the knife. Yeah. I was relieved. Wow. So I was like, I don't, have to, I don't have to push. I don't have to tear it all up. So ah. <laughs> that's how I took it. Yeah. So I was, I was actually relieved. But in hindsight, when you kind of think about the, the stories of C-sections and how they don't always go great, you know, um, I was like, hmm, maybe I should have been a bit more concerned about that. But... It actually went well, um, and then the second time around, I already knew we were going to schedule a C-section because mm-hmm. of the first one. Right. So there was no stress with that one at all. I just walked right in, had my appointment, and baby was out and done. And that she was, was in it. my arms. Wow. Okay. Then after after you had the C-section with your son and you went mm-hmm. home, what was that postpartum period like for you? The recovery from that... Oh, it was not easy. Mm. It was for one because, uh, I mean, you're on the pain meds for the first couple of days. And I said to myself, I wasn't going to be on them. I don't think I was on them past three days. 
because I didn't want to be become addicted to it. Mm-hmm. So I managed as well as I, after like the first three, definitely no more than five days. I took the, whatever they prescribed for me at that mm-hmm. time. I took it for just a couple of days and then I said, okay, you're going to manage this on your own. And so just taking things light, uh, making things light during that time, you know, had my mom there to help. So that was good. Just having a support system around so that I could do things and then I think within like two to three weeks, I was I was driving to my own appointment. So um, oh wow, it wasn't too bad, but yeah. it, it was painful, you know, just the the recovery of it. Gotcha. Okay. Was it similar? Um, the recovery period was it just like how it was for your daughter? No. Uh, the first time was it was a much longer recovery period. Plus, not knowing what to do, it was first. It's a first, right? Yeah. So how how heavy can I make things just yet so I, I took my time with a lot more things with my son um, even like in terms of starting to work out and starting to like get more active I just took more time with everything mm. with him when daughter came around it was expedited like yeah. I was already in the swing of things like here you go all right now I'm back up the stairs mm-hmm. um I was able to just do a lot more things the second time around because for one, you have to. You already have a toddler. Yeah, so you gotta right. run behind them too. <laughs> right. It was not there was no time for that downtime per se yes. the second time around. Okay. Okay. So a, a huge thing that I'm curious about, because I just shout out to women who gave birth in twenty twenty, because that's just mm-hmm. a whole thing. Um, it was just a lot, you know what I mean? Like you had the pandemic, you had a whole civil rights movement going on and, um, going to your doctor's appointments was different. Being in the hospital was different. All Mm -hmm. of these precautions Mm -hmm. and it can create a lot of anxiety around all of that. How you want to have your support saying, how you're going to do your baby shower? Are you going to have, you know, just all of that stuff. What was that whole experience like for you? I did not like that part because it, it, it distanced everyone from you in this happy moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I have a twin, I have a twin oh, sister. We were pregnant that. at the same time. Oh my gosh. In 2020. <laughs> yes. So, but one thing and and kind of for her is a little bit different because it was her first child. Mm-hmm. She didn't get to have a baby shower. Like it, it was the, the moment of the drive through baby shower. Yeah. You know? So it was changing for everybody, just being pregnant in 2020 and even kind of now, but it's better now. Um, it, it was just a transition for everyone. And it's like, okay, how do we pivot when yeah. you can't have people around you? You can't have your spouse at your doctor's appointments. Mm-hmm. You got to do it alone. And then even when you have the, de- the delivery, you can only have one person. Yeah. So let that one person have to go. You couldn't switch them out with someone else, right. at least not at my hospital. No, mine neither. So, yeah, there was one night my husband just was so sick. I'm like, you go home. And I just stayed at the hospital by myself one of those nights. Mm-hmm. And the nurse was just great to come in and, you know, check on me. And I'm like, you don't need to be here. You can go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're sick. Bye-bye. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So that was just, you know, a struggle. And it, it wasn't the same as the experience when I had my son. Like, my family was able to come to the, the, the hospital room mm-hmm. to see me, see the baby had those first moments, you know, holding the baby. Yeah. All of that was different, you know? Yeah. So it, it, it just was different. Right. Not, not saying it was bad, but it, it definitely wasn't like the first time around. Mm-hmm. Right. How do you feel like motherhood has changed you? It's made me much stronger. Mm. Uh, I think I was already 
um, I was already strong, very willful, very ambitious, but now I just have even something bigger behind me to push me to greatness. Like there's no room for the excuses. So Mm -hmm. there's, I, I'm very uh, big on succeeding in whatever it is that I'm doing. And now that I have children, I want them to see the examples that I put before them. Mm. And so for them to see, okay, mommy can have a business, mommy can run a business, mm-hmm. you know, and still manage home and, you know, and do it while married and still have a full-time job, yeah. you know? Like, I want them to be able to see that it doesn't have to just be one way. So wow. it, it, it's it's helped me grow a lot. Mm-hmm. And I had to also stop being as, I used to be kind of passive. I'm not as passive as I used to be. Mm-hmm. You got to be more stern. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I understand that. Um, what what has been some challenges in motherhood for you? The balancing act. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, when I, it was just one. Um, it was hard for me to find the balance between, because for one, I wanted to do it all. Mm-hmm. And it's like, sitting back to understand what my limitations were, when to actually ask for help. Mm-hmm. Cause I never used to ask for help for anything. And it was kind of like, just get it done. And now I've realized I can't do it all. Mm-hmm. So um, I've gotten to a point now where I don't know, I don't have a problem asking. Mm. That was a, a big thing for me in the past. You know, I'll figure it out. I'll do it myself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us women have that mentality, but once you realize you have a village around you, use it. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, it really makes a difference. Right. Absolutely. Um, shifting a bit. So <laughs> what I think is so remarkable about you is how you mentioned like balance, like how you do all of the things. And mm-hmm. then from an outsider, I don't know how it is, you know, in your mind, but on the outsider is that you do it very seamlessly. Um, even our experience when, um, my friend Jay and I were working on a secret project. So we wanted to book with you to take pictures of our brand photos. And plus I use some, um, of those photos, most of them actually for my own push through mom website. And the process was just so professional. So, you know, on time. So, I mean, it was just like perfect. Cause you know, like sometimes you can work with people that are late or aren't good communicators or their stuff ain't legit and and you know you just don't like it but for you it was just like flawless (laughs) really good like rave reviews and the turnaround time was great we were so happy with our products and everything but to think about how you were you are such you have such great customer service and you do such great work but on top of that you do so many different things like how? <laughs> no, honestly, it, it comes down to um, I have to limit myself, not limit in what I'm able to do. It's just being realistic with myself. Mm-hmm. So I don't book my I don't overbook myself. Mm-hmm. For one, when I started in photography, I, I do have to mention this. So it's been three, three years now. When I started, I was servicing anyone. Oh, you need a photographer? Here, here I go. You know, just trying to get my foot in the ground. I mean, foot in the 
Yeah, we know what you mean. Door. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just trying to get my foot in the door. So I was doing everything. I was charging like low prices. I was overworking myself and I would be so tired. And then I have to I had to realize I had to stop being a yes person, mm. start turning things down, find what really made me happy, mm-hmm. and then focus on that. And for me, my happy place in serving has always been working with women of color. Mm. And before photography, I used to teach a heels dance class, sexy heels dance class. And I love that. Yeah. And I was doing that actually when I started photography, but I'm like, I need to pick one or the other. Where, where, where's my focus going to be? Because I have a child now. Mm-hmm. And, and at that, that, that time, I was like, okay, I can do photography in the day, and then I can actually be home with my son the rest of the day, blase, blase. It was just more, it just made more sense. Um, but after I realized what, it, what truly made me happy, it was branding and it was maternity, mm-hmm. whether my client was birthing a business or a baby, mm-hmm. that's where my my passion was mm. and once I realized that about myself because other people saw it already I didn't you know I'm still trying to do everything mm-hmm. you know once I realized that I was able to focus on it and just you know perfect that for me the experience of it for one I don't want to I don't want you to remember me as just any other photographer yeah like there's a there's an experience that I want you to have from the moment you contact me to the moment you receive your final images and you're using them and getting the rave reviews from your people, you know, that mm-hmm. see the photos. Yeah. So I made that my priority in my photography business. And then once I did that, I limited how many people had access to this, you know, mm. um, by, you know, saying I only take so many customers a month. And then also I had to change my price point. Mm-hmm. You have to realize you're not servicing mm-hmm. the people that you're servicing at, you know, a thousand dollars versus fifty dollars. They're two different people. Right. And once you realize that, the headache that comes along with that and the you know, the type of client that is, it's night and day. Right. Night and day. And it took so much stress off of me because the, the people that I deal with, not that anyone's been bad, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just the there's a level of respect that comes along with the the clients now, you know. Um, they're not overworking me in, in a sense of, or nagging or nitpicking every little thing. Yeah. They respect my work. They respect my creative vision, and they, they allow me to do that. Right. So it, it's been a great transition over these three years, and I'm, I'm happy in the place where we are today. We as in this whole brand and business. I like to say my husband's a part of that sometimes. He, he Every other day, he'll be like, I'm in the business. I'm in the business. <laughs> <laughs> I want to help the money today. Okay. <laughs> and then goes ghost. <laughs> and then goes ghost. <laughs> he, he's a part of BRP somehow. Another, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I love how you say... Um, making sure that you're monitoring your time so that you're not burning yourself out. Cause I know like as a creative person, sometimes like that burnout can interfere with your creativity Mm, or mm. like when you deal with people who are, you know, negative or maybe very difficult, that can also kind of taint your passion for what it is that you're doing. And I remember like on Instagram once there was a quote and maybe even like a workshop I took once where it was saying my price point isn't too high you're just not my customer. And it's not in like a uh, elitist type of way of saying mm-hmm. it, but it's just like everybody isn't for everybody. And when it's a good okay. fit, it's some amazing work can be done when it's of, you know, that type of caliber. So I, I totally agree with that. Now, how did you come up with the magazine and how did you fit that into all of yeah. the other balls you had in the air? 
<laughs> Another one. I know. Um, to be honest with you, I've always been a creative at heart. Mm. And now that I've gotten further in my photography career, I, I realized what I was shooting was mostly you know, one or two things, which is great. And I get mm-hmm. to create in that. But there was still a piece of me that I feel I wasn't tapping into. Tapping into, And that was still the creative side like when I first started photography I wanted to do some type of fashion Mm. so I would have some kind of fashion custom I mean clients you know Mm -hmm. um whether it was with their birthday shoots and we got to get real real creative with that but once I got I narrowed down to branding and maternity those are two very different but clear lanes so there's there's only so much you're going to do in branding versus as well as maternity so I wanted to, like, how can I still get to do fashion and still get to exercise this creative just gift that I have? So, for example, the magazine is something that I design myself. Mm. Like, all the graphics, the front to end is something that I design. And I feel I'm very proud of it. You should be. <laughs> I'm very proud of it because it stretches me. Yeah. I always want to keep, you know, building myself. And that was just an outlet for me. A passion project honestly for me to just keep extending and growing you know just my talents yeah so once I, I came up with that and then not even just that from my branding clients and just maternity as well I would learn so much about my clients during our shoots but I felt it was literally only living on Instagram or you only get this piece of them when they share a post mm-hmm. and I was like man your story is so much deeper than that or if only everyone else knew the great things that I knew about you or your business and how you got started. And I was like, well, well why not create an avenue for that, mm. for them to share their platform, you know, mm-hmm. share their stories, you know, having a platform for that. And so that's really what sparked the idea for the magazine. Mm-hmm. And then once I figured like, well, you could use your own photography work for Kita. Oh, you can design. Oh, you're powerful with that. Just, yeah. you know, you can do that too. So uh, once I figured out the pieces, it just all came together. All I need is an idea wow. in a week. <laughs> and I got <Yeah>. something. <laughs> now, where, where, how, like time-wise, schedule, how do you cut time out to dead? Because for, for one, I often hear mothers, like after they become a mother, a <laughs> lot of the things that they're passionate about, their hobbies, their projects, side hustles, sometimes can go to the wayside because they don't, they're pouring so much into other people, into things. Yeah. And they put themselves in the back burner. And I always encourage like anyone, any mother, not to lose it because it can be an outlet. It can be a stress reliever. It can help you keep in touch with who you are at your core because you're more than just a mother. Um, mm-hmm. But figuring out those pockets of pockets of time can be difficult. How do you fit it into your schedule? Well, for one, when it comes to my business, I said one day a week to mm-hmm. shoot so, and again, before that, when I was trying to do evenings and squeezing in all these other appointments, I was driving myself crazy, mm. my family crazy. I was like, this isn't working. So I had to be clear and set boundaries for myself to say, you're only going to take clients on this day of the week during this window. So then that way it took a lot of stress off of me. And yeah. I still allow myself time for the rest of the day to come home, be mom, to clean and do whatever else I got to do. Mm-hmm. So setting those boundaries was, for one, the first step. Um, the other piece, now in my business, I've actually hired someone to help me, mm-hmm. help me manage all these things. 
because when I started the magazine, uh, I started in, like, I really started the work in December. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I did that, I still had time for both things. I would do a little bit here, a little bit there, but I set realistic timeframes too. Um, instead of trying to have like a monthly magazine, I have a seasonal magazine. Mm. So there's a way for me to still do all the things that I want by setting boundaries and realistic expectations. Yeah. So that was really the key for me is just realizing you can only do so much, mm -hmm. but you can still do these things, but set attainable goals, you know, yeah. realistic goals. And that's how I've been doing it. So having help and just setting goals that I thought were realistic and sticking to them. Right. That's really how I, I got to, to do all these things. So let's talk a little bit about ex expansion, especially in an entrepreneurial sense of it all. When mm -hmm. we met, you had the studio that was, mm -hmm. I can't remember where it was off of, but. We there. moved across the street from there, girl. Oh, and then you moved across the street. <laughs> Same area. <laughs> and okay, so you've gotten a bigger studio, plus you mm -hmm. said you've hired staff. Now you yeah. have this whole like brand. When or how did you know that it was time to grow? Well, for one, when I realized I was not ready to leave my corporate job. Mm. So, because at the beginning of this year, I was struggling. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to manage. Like, my business is growing. Yeah. But I'm not wanting to do this work anymore. So mm -hmm. how how can I make myself happy at the end of the day without, like, just killing myself, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so what I had to do, for one, I had to really sit back and realize what made the most sense, not just for my family, but also for my mental health. Mm -hmm. That was a huge piece for me at the beginning of this year. Um, it, it just came down to, okay, could you realistically leave it all today and do your own thing? And if you're not ready, what does the, the reality of that look like? I decided for myself, I wasn't ready for the stress of totally only just having my own business. Mm. And it has so, stress to it. People Instagram oh, yeah. makes it seem like, oh, be a boss, quit your job today, make six figures in a month. Like it's just that easy, but it is not. Real. <laughs> I really sit back and I did the numbers mm -hmm. and I looked, I really, it took, it was then when I looked at my compensation statement from my job to see just how much they paid for my health care and for my family. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty good number. <laughs> Are you ready to really leave all that behind yeah. and add that to your cost of doing business? Yeah. Like, and then you have to, you know, like making sure I meet this certain number every month just to stay afloat. I'm like, right. I don't know, man. That's some stress. I don't know if I'm ready. For <laughs> and, and I came to that realization. I said, okay, well, if I'm going to stay here, I'm going to make it work for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And now just this past, what is it? We're still in July. It's this month that I decided I was ready to bring on someone to help me mm. because there's only so much I can squeeze in lunch meetings and stuff between work and after work is over, then the kids are home. There's yeah. only so much you can do with meetings and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I need some help here. So that's where I've, I've decided to, I brought in a VA. So she's helping to manage those communications with my clients mm. as well as just help me keep organized because mm -hmm. I am running three businesses. Luckily, the studio is one that it just autopilots, you know, yeah. and I have a great business partner for that. So I really don't have much to do on a daily basis when it comes to the studio. But mm -hmm. the other two pieces, it can, you know, it can become a lot because you're dealing with people every day for the right. most part. Right. Now, do you often like sit in your success? 
I like to take, now let me tell you this, when I mm-hmm. first launched the um, Lifestyle Magazine mm-hmm. in February, I took almost a month just hiatus. I was like, you know, I achieved this big goal. Yeah. I did it. Let me just celebrate it and just sit here. And I literally, I, I took a month where I didn't do anything magazine related. Um, I limited the shoots I was taking during that time just to take a breather. Because mm. it was big. It was a big accomplishment. That is huge. Because for one, I didn't know if it was possible. I, but I knew it was possible. But, you know, again, you had that dream. You had this vision. And to see it come to life, I, I was just proud. I wanted to just really bask in that mm-hmm. achievement. So I took a month where I just didn't do anything. And I was, it was good for me. I needed that. Yes. You know? um, but then it, it picks back up. And luckily I have um, I have a team member for the magazine as well. Mm-hmm. So she was able to keep me on target with that one. So, yeah. Nice. Now, have <laughs> you ever had any um, business mentors or even just like people that you've admired whose work that has motivated you? Yes. Um, actually, this year is the first time I've actually... I've been in coaching um, for mm. photography, mm-hmm. so I, I am in a uh, weekly mastermind class every week. And for one, it pushed me to be greater in my photography business. So instead of just kind of winging it, now I actually know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what you're seeing in the client experience. You're seeing it in the workflows of everything. Hiring a coach really helped me with that because awesome. before that. I was still trying to do too much, you know, taking on too many clients, not charging the right price um, and and not knowing what to deliver, Mm -hmm. doing too much or or whatever the case may be. But hiring some um, hiring just coaching has helped me so much in uh, knowing what I'm doing in this business. Okay, because there's many of us that just have no idea. We we started. (laughs) And then when you once you really, really you get um, you not even just getting further along in the business, it's. Once you understand your industry, that's when it, it makes sense. You know, yeah. I know that sounds very, um, that's like a redundant statement, but you get no, what I yeah, mean. Yeah. When you know what you're doing, it's just so much less stressful. Right. You know? When you know better, you do better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm doing better today. <laughs> <laughs> now with, um, with all that you do and with your growth, have you ever experienced mom guilt? Yeah, in the beginning. Um, now, with my when I had my son, he was still little, and that's where I had to make the decision where I was gonna keep teaching dance or doing photography because mm-hmm. I felt my time only had the weekends to really work, and then I was trying to squeeze in working in in the evenings. But when am I gonna get to spend time with my son? Because mm-hmm. he's in daycare, I'm at work during the day. It just wasn't working out, and like mm-hmm. I was only getting like an hour or two hours in the evening to spend with him. And I said, okay, this isn't working. It's not working. Mm-hmm. One of these got to go. And um, it's just in the beginning, I, I I felt it that I was doing too much. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of pull back and just make quality time as well as set more boundaries for my business and for people. Gotcha. That was the other thing. Yeah. I was still saying yes to too many things where I should have been saying no. Mm-hmm. So once I learned that, that no, you know what? I don't have to do that. Right. I could just say no. That was powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and just being able to see my son hit a lot of milestones, that was major. Mm. And I don't want to miss that being out on the job. Right, right. Boundaries are so important. And I also feel like boundaries get a bad rep as if it's like um, this negative thing. But I think that it's um, 
beneficial for both parties. You know, like it's almost like teaching people how to treat you or teaching people <laughs> how to have access to you. And <laughs> it's also like a way for you to be able to take care of yourself where you're not overextending yourself. So it's a good thing that oh, sounds yeah. almost um, negative when it really isn't. See, I don't even see this negative. At least today, in 2021, I find <laughs> boundaries has become more of a power word. Yes. Just like empower. And, you know, man, we were hearing women empowerment all right. over these past couple of years. Women empowerment is, I hear boundaries like that now. Yeah. So to me, I think it's such a good thing to hear it. Yeah. And you see more people talking about it. So I find that to be such a great thing. Yeah. I think especially now since I've learned how to use it. Right. Right. Since you learn how to use it, you know better, you do better. <laughs> exactly. What type of advice would you give a mother that is starting out as an entrepreneur and doesn't know how to find the balance? Because finding the balance can be intimidating. You know how we want to be the best version of a mother that we want to be, the idealized version to our kids. And then if we have a partner, you know, we got to show up for them, maintain the house. But then we have these passions that we also don't want to let go and forget about. But it can seem kind of very intimidating to juggle all the balls and to do all of the things. What advice would you give that could be like the first step? The first step is to be real with yourself and knowing what your capacity is. Um, whether that's okay, I'm only able to put 10 hours a week into this thing until I get it to grow or whatever that is for you. If you're doing it full time, you know, that's different. Um, but don't try to go all in at one time. Mm -hmm. I think that's the big thing where a lot of us, where we get an idea and then we want to push it out tomorrow. Whereas, and I've seen this recently too, from some other business owners where they say, if I could go back and tell myself a message from when I started, what would I say? And one of those messages was, I would have moved at a slower pace and actually learned what I was, what the industry was that I was trying to do, mm. you know, um, or the business that I'm working in. Understanding how that works as opposed to just jumping in, going full force, and then you realize you were doing it wrong, you know? Yeah. So really research and study what it is that you want to do first set boundaries on how much that's going to take time from your everyday life, from your kids, from your work, whatever that is. Um, and then also get help if you can afford to, mm -hmm. because a lot, doing a lot of things on your own, for one, it's very taxing on yourself because I just started as in 2021, mm -hmm. I just started making time for self care for myself. Woo! Because I was now. so busy going for everybody else. I mean, everybody else mm. and nothing for me. And it hit me. It actually broke me down in February. I was like, okay, you know what? Something's got to give. And I just said, the heck with all of it. I'm taking a break, you know? And you don't want to get to that point. So if you pace yourself in the beginning and set realistic boundaries, you'll be much more successful in the long run. Mm. What is your self-care? What, what, what? things do you do and, and what does it look like? So for me, one thing that I love that's so simple is taking a bath. Yeah. I take about an hour long bath. Nice. 
So like my husband knows when I'm running back, he knows not to even disturb me. He knows that I'm going to be in there for about at least an hour, mm-hmm. just sitting there, just about a, just doing nothing, mm-hmm. just an hour. Because um, that, to me, is just a way for me to kind of get away from everything else. Mm-hmm. Not really get away, but, you know, it's just me time. You can't interrupt me while I'm in here. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so that um i wanted to start doing a spa day once a month oh, but yes i have not gotten around i did it one time and i told myself i was going to go back and i have not made the time for that so that's on my to-do list mm. um for my self-care and i got my nails done oh. last week so just a little thing yeah like, oh, you know, i need way. a moment to go do something for me or right. go have lunch by myself yeah little stuff those are good ones so like rewarding them. yeah um, okay. So do you feel like there's anything next with the brand or are you, are you pausing here? <laughs> You're looking at me like... <laughs> there's never, um, just the, see, I don't know how to be stagnant mm. per se. But, well, I always need something to excite me. Yeah. So my business partner tells me that all the time, like, there you go. You're getting that itch again. And I'm mm. like, yeah, what is it going to be? <laughs> Um, but no, I have the magazine, my photography business, like I said, that is growing, which is great. Um, and I I was even, I was talking about this on Instagram the other day that I've been having this, this idea, like it's time for me to have a retreat. Ooh. Uh, Yeah. I, I did one two years ago for beginning photographers, which was amazing. I mean, the food, I had a, you know, personal chef for the whole weekend. I rented mm. this beautiful house here and my guests came. We learned. I taught them photography and we did style shoots and all this stuff. It was nice. so much fun. It's like, I'm missing something like that. Yeah. I need that. Yeah. So um, probably before Q1 of next year, we'll see something. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. That's nice. So that's what's coming up. I, I need really to do nice. something to, um, I need to fulfill this. I feel like it's a calling. You watch Manifest? Oh, about the the plane? <laughs> I, I've never watched it. I've heard a lot about it, but I've never watched it. We gotta watch it. <laughs> so I feel like these callings is telling me, you know, Rakita, it's time to, for you to, you know, prepare and host a retreat mm, coming to me. <laughs> that would be awesome. Okay. Um. So I think anyone who has a business, hustle, entrepreneur, needs to book with Rakita because she does great work. And even like when signing up, she asks questions about what your brand is, um, the colors, and um, just getting like a lot of ideas so that all of that can be exemplified through the photos that you take, which is great. How does one find you and where do they go so that they can book a consultation or a session with you? Yes. You can find me on Instagram or my website at Bell Rouge Photography. Um, the website, of course, is www.bellrougephotography.com. And Instagram is Bell Rouge Photography. Mm. So it's Facebook. Um, but yes, please reach out to me on either of those platforms and we can just get started. Let's have a chat. And for the seasonal magazine, where... Mm-hmm. When is the next one dropping? Where do where do people? Yeah, go? the next one is dropping on the first day of fall, September twenty second. Oh, nice! Yeah. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's gonna be so. Now this one is high fashion. Ooh. <laughs> yes. So it's gonna be very exciting. I'm, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to the cover shoot I have coming up for this one. Oh my god! I can't wait to get mine then. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's great. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm going to put all of your information in the show notes um, so that people can follow, book, um, find out more information. But thank you so much, Rakita. Thank you for having me. the sky